So hello and welcome to another brand new episode of Kamla's Perspectives podcast. And it is like it, it's beyond words to express. I cannot express in words how happy I am to have my friend Stephanie all the way from the US once again on this podcast. And literally, you know, just a few words about Stephanie. She is an ESL trainer at such a young age. She is a linguistics student. She is a writer, a blogger. And yeah, and the previous interview which uh, she gave me at our previous podcast has done really wonders. I think it has got a lot of views and people are definitely liking it a lot. So welcome back, Stephanie, and thanks a lot once again for taking out time. Yeah, thank you. I'm pretty sure I'm your first guest to come back a second time. <laughs> so that's a big honor, <laughs> unless I'm mistaken. Has there been another guest no, come no, back more no, than once? The only no. one. It's time for the second Yay. time. It's my honor, seriously. So thanks. And it's more. an honor to be on the show too. Your your show is pretty cool. Thank um, you. I've watched some of your YouTube clips, and your blog is really great. So uh-huh. you're definitely a person that I feel glad surrounding myself with. Same here. Thanks a lot, Stephanie. I, I really appreciate that compliment. Anyway, so today we are going to talk about something uh, more abstract in a way, but it is something which is uh, very much a part of our lives. You know, nowadays we are having this very trending and famous concept of minimalism. You know, people have different interpretations of it. And when me and Stephanie were discussing about it, that okay, let's talk about minimalism. So Stephanie told me something which I forever remember. She said that, unfortunately, thinking about minimalism as a, a great tool for life, people are becoming completely mindful of it, you know, and they are approaching everything with a set mind. Why do you feel this way, first of all, before we move on to what minimalism is and, and then what are its different interpretations? Why do you think this needs to be you know, like discussed, Stephanie? Um, Well, I think part of the reason why minimalism becomes like a mindful Mm -hmm. instead of a mindset Mm -hmm. is because it's very easy to um, like get comfortable in a certain mentality that you've gotten used to or one that you just like to think about, one that you agree with. So I think sometimes people will kind of latch onto something and they don't fully realize um, how much energy they're giving to it. So I think sometimes with minimalism, um, people will kind of latch on to it and they don't understand that it's supposed to be a tool for your life, but it's not supposed to take over your whole life. Um, And I think that that's not just something that goes for minimalism. That's something that you can kind of notice across many, many different things, whether it's someone's hobby or their work or whatever it is, right? It's very easy to kind of like box yourself into one thing. Mm. Um, And we actually talked about in the last episode how like you should balance your life and kind of put your um, metaphorical eggs in different baskets. Because what happens if you lose the one thing that you put everything into, what do you do? So it's kind of just a good way to like keep yourself in check. Um, But I think for minimalism, you know, what draws people to it is that it offers a lot of simplicity. Um, but sometimes people make things complicated, mm. you know, I guess but unintentionally. This, this is yeah. true. And somewhere I feel, you know, because you, you brought this in, that people make, in pursuit of minimalism, you know, I read a very beautiful quote that minimalism's true purpose is to help you find freedom. 
you know, to declutter yourself uh, mm. so that you can have a myopic focus on the priorities in your life. But unfortunately, as you said, maybe due to lack of a proper understanding of what minimalism actually is, people tend to complicate their lives further, right? So uh, let, let's talk about discussing what minimalism should actually uh, be, you know, in, in people's perspective, you know. So because I feel there is a huge lack of understanding. People don't know what minimalism actually is. There are different interpretations to it. Uh, people approach minimalism through different ways. According to you, Stephanie, what is minimalism? What is your understanding of it? Because as far as I can make out, I think we have been in touch for a lot of uh, months now. I think you are also somewhere a minimalist person, but your minimalism is quite different. So would you like to? So I think that minimalism can be separated into like two um, branches, I guess, for lack of a better word. So there's the physical kind, and then there's like the mental, emotional, spiritual kind, whatever the person is interested in. Um, so the physical kind, and just before I get into those two, minimalism is about simplicity. It's about finding your purpose, but it's also supposed to bring you joy. Like if you're trying to be a minimalist and you're unhappy, um, take that as a sign that something needs to change because it's definitely not meant to make you feel unhappy. Um, so physical minimalism is about things and it's not about getting rid of a bunch of stuff because I think most of us have things that are not an absolute necessity but we enjoy. So minimalism is about finding the things that bring you joy and cutting out the excess so i'll give an example so i've been trying to be like a minimalist in trainings for i don't know roughly five years now and the first time that i kind of like really got it into my head that i wanted to do this um i went through my closet and i got out some shirts just several and i went to my sister and i said hey do you want these and she said I mean, they're nice, but why don't you want them anymore? And I was like, oh, I'm trying to declutter and get rid of stuff that I don't need. And so she took them. But then later she came back and made a comment and she said, is this you trying to be a minimalist? And I said, yes. Is that a problem? Because she said it kind of like, oh, you're trying to do that. And then it made me think, like, why did I feel the need to give her those perfectly good shirts because they still fit me. I still liked them. So why did I feel the need to get rid of them? I kind of got it mixed up, um, you know, in terms, because minimalism is not about completely decluttering everything. Yeah. It's not about only having, you know, a certain amount of possessions. Like I know I've seen some people where they have an inventory of like every single thing they own, they literally write it down on a list. And I think for some people, if that's good, you know, like if that helps them, you know, be content and remember why they own the things they do, then I think that's great. But I think for me, that's really extreme because I kind of have a lot of stuff. Um, I'm definitely not like a collector. Like I, I don't buy things just for the sake of buying them. I'm very like intentional about yeah. it. Um, at least now I am. I've, you know, made it a habit to think about it, but um, having stuff, I think, is allowed to bring you joy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very easy when you're kind of getting into minimalism or when you're looking at what other people are saying that, like, oh, 
um, stuff shouldn't like make you super happy or you shouldn't like make a habit of buying a lot. And that is true because if you buy a lot of things, then all of your money is going to be gone. Right. So definitely, you know, plan things out, but it's not about only having this and getting rid of this. It's about like, what, what do I have? that makes me feel content what do i have that makes me feel joy but more importantly it's how do i appreciate it yeah. like instead of thinking you know i have 20 books i have 10 mugs i have this it's like how can i appreciate all of that for the value that it gives me like how can they find the value in it and how can i remember it so i don't become ungrateful i think that's the biggest thing behind it is how can i how can i keep myself grateful you know, I, I really like this. You, know, you said that uh, true minimalism actually means that you are grateful and you are content with what you have and you don't have that uh, shopaholic behavior of, uh, you know, accumulating a lot of stuff, not figuring right. out, you know, shopping purposelessly and accumulating stuff. Uh, you know, especially I think with food also, people have this habit. I think, you know, uh, until that point, I think it's great you know, to be minimal and to be, conscious of okay you know what i need and what should i actually accumulate but on the other hand uh sometimes uh you know because i i i read it you know in some uh text in some text i don't remember you know where the writer said that minimalism is a tool you know which can assist you to gain freedom you know freedom from fear worry guilt overwhelmingness depression you know but on the other hand if you go to extreme towards this you know end of the spectrum it can also become a trap, as you said. Right. And something which you started to run away from guilt can become a reason, you know, uh, and, and you can get entrapped into you know, another kind of a guilt. So uh, where have you noticed this? You know, how did this come in your mind that, okay, you know, minimalism is causing trouble for people you know, and uh, it is becoming a kind of trap for people? And especially when we have social media and you know, so much trends going on where everybody... You know, with half knowledge and half understanding of stuff, people are just, uh, you know, chasing these things without a proper understanding of them. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really become aware of this until maybe like a few months ago, definitely um, under a year. Um, but I know just from like the blogs or the comments or whatever that I've read that Mm -hmm. there's different kinds of minimalists mm -hmm. so most of the um people i've noticed they kind of tend to follow the more like rigid concept of it where they don't buy a lot of stuff that they don't need um and they're like very conscious of their money and i think that that's great but i think when you start to go into that point you kind of again lose sight of what minimalism is really supposed to do mm -hmm. um obviously i think like managing your money is important and i think being aware of your spending habits is important mm. um because that can save you from like other kinds of guilt and just habits that you don't want to get into um but i'm kind of more of the school of thought that like it is okay for things to bring you joy and make you smile because money is there to be spent so mm. obviously you have to save some of it but like it's okay to go and get something every now and then. Um, and what I kind of noticed people tend to do is like they'll maybe get something that they really want and then they'll like feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. um, and 
I don't think that that guilt is necessarily a good thing because it can kind of drive you to change. But mm. then if you don't know what to do with it in a way that's like productive to actually help yourself change, then it just kind of sits there and that's not going to help you. So mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people just kind of are mistaken because especially with social media it's really easy to fall into like this echo chamber yeah. where you only listen to the people that you want and that's part of the reason why I don't have social media is just because <laughs> I I'm I'm so tired of people doing that I'm so tired of my friends doing that in real uh, life um and there are good people you know like they genuinely mean well but it's very easy to like only listen to what you want to hear uh, and um it's just way too easy to do over Instagram or whatever else people are doing it on, you know. It's just a, not a good habit. Uh-huh. And then there is a debate also, you know, there there is a big question mark whether minimalism kinds of skills created it. Because I think identity, you know, I, I came across, you know, like social media is not always bad to be honest. <laughs> because I came across this post on Instagram. Uh, where I really appreciated that post. It was a, a, a group of 10 slides on Instagram, if you're aware. So it kind of, you know, like, was an analysis uh, of how minimalism or too much simplicity is kind of removing, you know, killing the identity or creativity of certain things. Like, I will give you a small example. Uh, uh, when, like, a couple of years back, you know, a few decades back, you know, when we used to have those public railings you know or uh, those uh, i don't know what to call it you know like uh, signposts or something or you know lamps in the public you know street lights and all so the pillars and all they used to be carved in a certain way you know and uh, the street railings and all they used to be designed in a certain way which gave them their identity but now i will also you know pick put pictures of what i'm trying to say over here so that people understand it better and uh, now what is happening, what we see is just straight lines, you know, straight poles with no identity, just an iron bar standing. So, but if, you know, because since you're also a writer and an avid reader, you must have read, you know, some literature, old literature, medieval literature, you know, so there were beautiful descriptions of these particular things, you know, be it lampposts, you know, street lights, or these railings, uh, you know, walls, everything, you know, if you look at the... Uh, architecture also you know uh, uh historic uh, his, historical architecture they also used to have their own you know uh identity you know? so i think minimalism kinds of kills the simplicity or identity of certain things you know uh if you there are a lot of examples i think around in our if you look at this room only you know my background it's so plain and simple you know just very minimalist but if you you know look pictures of the rooms from uh, let's suppose you know 20 years 30 years ago down the line you know there was so much of identity you know rooms home had an identity you right. know that homely feeling you can very clearly make it out you know once you look at the pictures you know like you had a lot of uh, decor you had a lot of carpets you had a lot of uh, handicraft you know so that kind of you know now things have been eliminated in the name of minimalism that it is a clutter I don't think that was a clutter. What do you have to say about it? Do you think, well, think minimalism kind of kills creativity and identity of certain things? Too much simplicity? I don't think it necessarily hinders it. I think in some ways it could help it, but it's very dependent on the person. Mm. But I will say that I think creativity is 
it, it it's um you know some people are like you know natural born artists like they can make a painting or they can play piano beautifully um but it's just as much of a talent as it is a mindset so if you want to be creative and like decorate your house or your garden or something you kind of have to think about the different ways that it could look like instead of just expecting it to happen um i guess in a way it's kind of like a discipline you know and i think most people don't think of creativity like that because the sort of um i don't know assumption is that you're just creative and it just happens but it's like a lot of other things in life you have to work at it right if you want to learn a language you have to work at it if you want to finish a really long project you have to work at it it's the same with being creative so i don't think that minimalism is like an inherent hinder I think for some people minimalism is where they find their creativity mm. and they find that less is more. Yeah. And um I actually had a student who was really into minimalism okay. and she was telling me about uh, the new house that she wanted to furnish and the first thing I thought was you're going to have minimalist furniture, right? Mm. Because I knew her for a while and she was mm. like yeah and she was telling me about the one chair that she wanted and the one table oh, and um <laughs> this was really cool she wanted one of those like japanese style like you know the folding okay. dividers okay that you like pull out she uh -huh. wanted one of those um uh. but you know that was where she found her creativity that was what energized her mm. so i think for a lot of people it's just going to look very different but i think that if you want to be a more creative person in any aspect of your life whether it's like i want my home to look nice or I want to do more projects and have more fun. You have to like be consistent about your applying yourself to it. Mm. Like sometimes it just happens, but sometimes it doesn't. Mm. Like I'll give another um, example. Like I I like to be creative with my writing, so mm. I like to write um, essays just for fun. That sounds crazy to say, but I like to. Um, and I also enjoy doing like poetry and short mm. stories and stuff and sometimes I get like a burst of inspiration and it's just wow. coming in this wave mm -hmm. and I can't write it down fast enough and then other days I'm like so I'm supposed to write I don't have any ideas but I oh, have yeah. to keep being consistent yeah yeah I think every writer can relate to that yeah. I think it's just the writer's paradox they are always kind of mm -hmm. in the middle of um but, you know, even if I don't have an idea or even if I do and I don't know what to make of it, I still have to go and sit down and for 30 minutes or whatever, the pen just flows on the paper. Mm. And, you know, in a way, it's kind of like a discipline. Mm. So I guess maybe. Um, see, I don't hear a lot of people talk about creativity that way. Mm. But I think that's where minimalism comes in because it's not just about the physical, it's also what you put your time into. Yeah. So it's about like eliminating distractions that you know are going to cause you um, some stress or maybe some unorganization or maybe if they'll make you feel just unproductive after. Yeah. Um, like I, I have a lot of different hobbies that I put my time into because for me, that's just how I have fun. Um, but... I'm really like focused on where I put that time mm. because and I don't have a schedule for like every minute of the day um, because I think if I were to do that, then I would kind of lose sight of the things that mm. are fun for me and things that, you know, let me decompress. Um, but I'm more 
of a minimalist, minimalist about my time because I think time is more important than any object you can yeah. have. Um, <laughs> there's a wonderful essay by uh, Lars Eigner and um, he's an older writer. He's like 70 now, I think, but his mm. essays have been really well received. Um, and he has one called um, On Dumpster Diving. And he basically wrote it about um, his mm. experience going to dive in dumpsters before he was homeless. And then he became homeless and he realized like how inferior most possessions are. Um, and he basically wrote that the time that he spent, you know, observing other people through reading their old thrown out journals or just like walking down the street was more important to him than anything that he picked up because he said, every object that I have ever owned is probably gone now mm. because the thing doesn't matter because the thing can't help me. And I think that that's an interesting approach too. And I don't know if he calls himself a minimalist, but that that way of thinking of like appreciating your time as your most important asset mm. instead of, okay, what do I have? Um, because you can enjoy having some things, but you're never going to get today back. Mm. So what are you going to do with it? I think that's the part that kind of draws me to it most. And it keeps me more like organized and focused in my head because it's really easy to get distracted. And yeah. sometimes I still do get distracted because I'm definitely not perfect at this. Like There are some days where I do everything that I need to do. And then some days I'm like, you know what? I just don't think it's going to happen. Mm. So... So primarily, like a lack of a clear definition of minimalism, mm -hmm. uh, you feel primarily is causing problems with people. So you, you, a few minutes ago, you spoke about you know, uh, physical kind of a minimalism, and then there is spiritual minimalism. What is spiritual minimalism then? So like, if I talk about my culture, uh, in my culture, there is a very clear understanding of uh, you know, having a, a mindset of minimalism in a spiritual way, you know which kind mm -hmm. of helps you uh, stay detached, you know, like you are, although you are within the society, you are part of the society, you are having those transactions with people, you know, you are uh, um, giving your 100% to your relationships, but at the same time, you know, you are conscious of the fact that, you know, life is transient, you know, and that no one is permanent. So right. uh, we should be uh, aware of the fact that I need to be detached, even from, you know, even it, this applies even to the relationship, you know, so that one day when I don't have maybe those people around or those things around, I can still survive, you know. So if I talk about my culture, this is the understanding of uh, a minimalistic mindset, you know, and mm -hmm. that in a spiritual way so that you are detached from the things. So, yeah, and what about your understanding of spiritual side of minimalism? Is it very much the same? See, this is the kind of minimalism that I feel like the least qualified to speak to because, uh. um, one, I, I don't consider myself um, a, a spiritual person. So someone who probably does could bring their own perspective in more eloquently than I could. Um, but then, yeah, I think part of it for some people, you know, in the spiritual like community, I guess, if you want to call it that, um, I've noticed that those people are like very, very intentional with the way that they use their time and their 
objects. Like maybe they're not necessarily minimalist, but they're definitely very aware yeah. of what they think and what they want. So I think in that sense, um, it's more about just constantly being aware and kind of pushing yourself to grow into that. And also just being patient because sometimes things just don't happen the way you want them to right away. And you need to accept that sometimes as uncomfortable as it is. Um, but then I think the other part of it too is just a lot of consistency um, mm. and just detaching from things that don't matter. Mm. Um, I guess that's a better way of kind of something. Where, where do you draw, uh, you know, uh, where do you draw a line? Because if I give you an example, like human mm. I was talking about minimalism in my community. So, I mean, like my culture to be uh, more appropriate. Like if, you, if I talk about certain monks, you know, the monks community, uh, within India, you know, like no matter what religion they belong to, like yeah, there are Buddhist monks and then there are Hindu monks. So, uh, like, I think they are the epitome of minimalism because if you look at their lifestyle, you know, they don't sleep on uh, on luxury beds or something. They they usually sleep on the you know floor. You know, they uh, put their bed sheets on that and then they uh, sleep on the floor. They drink very normal water. They wear only, you know, like a robe, satin robe. Generally, they don't have the luxuries, you know, no air conditioner, nothing, no washing machines, and all. They do it themselves, uh, even if they are financially uh, stable. To be very honest, because mm -hmm. in my culture, uh, being a monk is considered as a way of life. You know, right? So it's a way of life. So you know, even if you have a lot of money, you you know cannot practice that together. So yeah, so like. What I'm, why I'm saying that they are the epitome of uh, epi you know, of minimalism is that because they follow this kind of routine and uh, it's almost every day. And uh, so, yeah, but I think it is not practically possible for most of us in uh, you know today's time and society. What do you have to say about that? Where does one draw a line so that they can strike a balance, you know, between their personal life and uh, pursuit of minimalism? Yeah, um, I think that's a question I'm still trying to answer for myself because, mm. you know, I still have a lot of life left to live and obviously yeah. I don't know how all of it is going to go. <laughs> but I think for me, um, that balance is really, I think, honestly going to... Oh, one minute. Oh, I'm going to meet Yeah. Okay. Hello. 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 I'm back now. Um, so I think... See, this is something really interesting that I've been thinking about because I actually went to a conference um, oh. a month ago mm -hmm. and there was actually a, a documentary that they played about the Quechua people in southern Bolivia. Mm. And um, it relates back to minimalism because they live in this very like mountainous range where mm. they have very um, like harsh weather. Like they yeah. live a very simple life, but their life is also extremely hard. Of course. Um, and I guess they're like, the definition of minimalists that mm -hmm. immediately come to mind because they don't have money mm. so they don't pay rent mm. um they don't have stores nearby so like all of their clothes and stuff they either like weave from the alpaca fur it's incredible um and i was talking with some of the other classmates about it and i was like would you want to live their life mm. and um one of them said i I would like to, but I'm so used to what I have that I don't know 
if I could. Yeah. But the thought of not paying rent sounds great. And I was like, yeah, that does sound great. But how far are you willing to go to make that mental shift? Because we've pretty much been conditioned mm. to think that, like, this is just the life that we yeah. live. And you can get up and you can move to um, southern Bolivia, but yeah. most people just... I don't think most people would do well. To be honest, I don't know if I would do very well, mm. you know, because I could get behind the idea of not having a lot of things, mm. but having to wake up at sunrise every single yeah. day yeah. and yeah, go mm. herd the alpacas and then go pick my food and then stay up until 10 cooking and doing all of these things. Mm. So much respect to them, oh but I really don't know if that's the kind of thing that I could embrace. Mm. But I think definitely, um, you know, actually recently something that I did is I wrote down on a piece of paper, mm. I am not going to buy any more clothing mm. until I think um, next year, like mm. August 15th or something. And um, basically until then I won't buy anything. And then the next year I'm going to renew it and renew it and renew it. And I was telling uh, my mom about it and she was like, you know, that's a really good idea, but why do you feel like you need to do it? Mm. And I said, because I have everything that I need mm. and I want to be more content mm. than I already was mm. because I appreciated all the wow. clothes that I have, mm. but forcing myself to, um, maybe not see them in a new way, but appreciate them again, because it's really easy to just, you know, if you keep buying things, then you like push that old sweater in the back of the closet, you know, and then it never gets worn. And then you only wear it a couple times. And then after a couple of years, you're like, where did this come from? Yeah. So it was just more about being intentional. And then I tried explaining it to my dad and he was like, I still don't get it. And granted, he he's a man who hasn't gotten new clothes in like 40 years of his life. Uh, so, you know, he he understands. But he was like, why do you feel like you need to do it? I was like, because mm. I, I want to do it just like how you want to do it. Mm. Um, so I think that, you know, finding a good place to start is the first part. Because for me, I knew that clothing would be easy. A challenge to where I knew I could like follow it. Mm. But easy enough to where I could, you know, keep it in the back of my head because it's never really been something that I've excessively gone looking for. So um, the next the next part of the challenge is definitely going to be books because I have so many books in my room and it's really easy to just be like, oh, but I want this one. Oh, look, it's on sale. Yeah. I'm going to get it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then it's you not a full-blown... Collecting like, 20 books that you don't even read. Yeah, no, see, here's the thing, though. I, I do read a lot. Like, oh. it's not it's not like a, a hoarding situation where some people just kind of get a bunch of stuff. But um, I, I haven't read all of them, but I do plan on doing it. And actually what I did is, like, I made a separate calendar oh. and I cross off every day where I don't buy a book. And then every month I write at the top... Um, 
don't get any more until all of them are already finished. Mm. And for me, it's just, again, it kind of goes back to an accountability thing. Like if I have to take out the pen and draw up a new calendar, mm. write down all the numbers and then write it at the top, it, it kind of just re-solidifies it. Mm. Um, so I don't know. Everyone's perspective is different though. So for yeah. someone else that might not ever work. Mm. But for me, I've found that it's like, okay, this is going all right. Yeah, and, and somewhere I feel that uh, social media and a lot of our celebrities and all, they act as a reinforcers, you know, in this uh, whole mindset, you know. Like they, 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 I think they have a habit of accumulating a lot, you know. And I think during COVID-19 also when things were locked down, everybody was at home. So they, a lot of celebrities were posting their pictures, you know, cleaning their wardrobe with hundreds of shoes. And uh, you know, uh, hundreds of dresses and all those things. So yeah, so I think and normal people, you know, youngsters like us, they also want to get that kind of a life, which is very much against the fundamental ideas of minimalism. So I don't think that materialism and minimalism can go hand in hand, uh, because as you said, you need to have that discipline. And you need to constantly remind yourself that, you know, maybe I would be having a craving for that new mobile phone or that new shoes. But then I have to be conscious of the fact that, you know, my present, like my current ones are working fine. And so mm -hmm. I don't need to, uh, you know, accumulate them and, uh, you know, get too much attached with this materialistic uh, pursuit or something. So, well, anyways, I'm curious to know, Stephanie, like, did you not face uh, challenges while doing this? You know, why? Because as you said, that you have decided not to buy too many clothes and, you know, have a kind of a minimalistic uh, lifestyle or something. So, yeah, when you compare this habit of yours with others of your age, I think it's very different. It's contrasting. So, did you not face any challenges? I mean, I definitely notice a difference between myself and my friends because um, I have one friend who, <laughs> let's just say it's a good thing that she does not have a credit card because <laughs> she would <laughs> she would probably, um, you know, put some charges on it and then like either go over her limit or just, you know, forget to pay it or she just wouldn't pay because she wouldn't have the money. Um, she's not in debt, thankfully, which is very good, mm. but I think if she wants to, like, keep herself in that situation, um, she should definitely wait on getting a credit card for, like, at least another year because she just kind of sees something that she'll, and she mostly does this with clothing, um, so when I told her I'm not gonna buy clothes for you, she was like, oh, that's gonna be hard, and I was like, I think I got this in the bag, mm. um, but, you know, she... She's not a maximalist, meaning she doesn't, like, mm. have every single thing. She's not, like, a hoarder. Um, but she she really appreciates having things. And we were talking about this one time, and she was like, you know, I don't understand the people who, like, see something that they want, and then they just don't buy it. And that's, like, a thing that they do. And I was like, really? Why do you think that? And she was like, because if you ever need to, you can just resell it for money. And I was like, hmm, okay, that's an interesting take. Like, hypothetically, she's right, but most of the time, you know, you're just work. not going to sell your stuff, right? 
So I think for her, it's, I don't know. I, I think it's a hobby that she has um, that is just, I don't know, maybe not completely out of control, but I think she could definitely use a tiny bit of minimalism. Um, and we'll have to see how long it takes for me to rub off on her. <laughs> Something else that I wanted to bring up too is like there's also a thing called digital minimalism. So we've mentioned mm. social media different times mm. um, in this episode. And that's honestly something that a lot of people are picking up, like mm. cutting down on your subscriptions, maybe not having social media, maybe not playing as many games, mm. um, maybe not like, like, I don't know what other people call it, but I call it like hyperlink hopping where you click uh, on one thing and then you uh, click on another. And then before you know, you have 30 tabs open and you're like, how did I even get here? Um, and just kind of like trying to find ways to refocus yourself because it's very easy to get distracted with like, oh, I'm going to play a game and then I'm going to watch a movie and then I'm going to do I this. I think it requires a very strong character. Like, oh, we, definitely. Like, you know, but we, you build it over time. Mm. I think it's really easy to forget that you have to be patient with yourself. Mm. Like I... Um, at one point for like a couple months, I used to play a lot of games like on my phone and then I deleted them all and I was like, why did I even do that? Mm. And, you know, I just wanted something fun to do. Mm. But then, you know, eventually I realized like, what am I saying yes to and what am I saying no to? Like mm. if I play a game for half an hour, I'm saying yes to like being mindlessly entertained, right? But then I'm saying no to being able to read or go skateboard, or pet my dogs, or pretty much anything else that so is that's like productive procrastination. Yeah, yeah. That and see, that's something that I have not a super bad habit of doing anymore, but I've definitely done it in the past. Where like, um, I'll put off like cleaning my desk today so mm. that tomorrow I can have something to do. Mm. Um, and it kind of goes in with minimalism again, just because you know you have to like think about your priorities and what do you really want. Mm. and what can you do to get there um but digital digital minimalism is something i'm definitely an advocate of mm -hmm. because it's very easy to like think of all it the things you it. need to do <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. um so you just have to you have to build the discipline as a practice like you have to practice you know saying okay i'm gonna go do this and then mm. i'm gonna take a break or I'm going to do this one day and then tomorrow I'll take a break. Like whatever pattern works mm. for you. Cause again, everybody's different. Um, but that's something very interesting too, that a lot of people have taken mm. up and I am all for it. Wow. So as we move towards the you know, like concluding part of our uh, episode today, uh, you know, like I, I have a very important question because this is something which I have been also suffering for the last two years. I have been sitting home, you know, for two years primarily due to COVID and then uh, uh, for a year, it was my drop year. So, although I did uh, do part-time job in that, but then when the COVID started, you know, all of us have become more cluttered, you know, and as you said, I also had that, that habit of, you know, once I opened my laptop, I don't know, you know, what kind of a hurry I was in. I used to open 10, 20 tabs uh, at once, you know. So how does one recalibrate, you know, as we just discussed that it requires discipline, requires a strong character, how does one start? What should be a plan of action, you know, to to build that strong character, you know, strong enough to at least practice some hint of uh, minimalism? 
I guess just thinking about um, like, what do you, in a digital sense, I guess, like, what do I need to do today? Um, what could possibly distract me? And then, you know, also like building in time to do something fun that you enjoy is very, very important. Because um, if you open up your laptop and you're like, I'm just going to write my assignment today mm. and you only do that, you're going to get really frustrated. Mm. So like allow yourself time to play music or play a game or stream Netflix or whatever it is that you know is going to like let mm. your brain have a break because that's very important. Mm. Um, so for me, I like to write little to-do lists on uh, my notebook um, mm. and then... I cross it off and then like after I cross off the biggest thing that's taken the longest then I can like you know play a song or I can text my friend or whatever it is like but just allowing yourself you know that structure but then also just doing uh -huh. what you want um and then just for other kinds of minimalism too a lot of it is just like time management honestly so setting uh -huh. a timer on your phone grabbing a physical timer uh -huh. um, looking at the clock like putting things into intervals too is really helpful for some people. Um, so a lot of it is just very slow and steady wins the race sort of thing. Mm, yeah. I think if you try to it's rush it, baby steps. Yeah. yeah, you have to very much do baby steps. Mm. Um, and then a lot of it too is just also like finding support from people. Like if yeah. you're having trouble with being distracted or, um, you know, going shopping too much, like, telling one of your friends hey you know what this just isn't working or whoever it is that you feel like is just gonna listen and not judge or whatever I think that's really important too everybody needs a little bit of a support system for change to happen all right so I think you know, we, we, we have had amazing insights from this episode you know especially about minimalism and then uh, uh, what true minimalism actually means and then how can you re-incline yourself you know practice minimalism in a in a positive way you know, that it brings about positive changes in your life. So thank you so much Stephanie for joining me today and sharing your wonderful insights. I hope people are going to draw a lot of inspiration from this and I can't wait to see you soon. Thanks a lot everyone for joining us today. Please take care of yourself. Good luck. Bye bye. bye.